Are we recording now? Yep. Okay. Well, welcome to um, welcome to Nerdification. My name is Gavin. Your name is Davio. And listen, as we nerdify you weekly, as you may have noticed, fans who are listening, um, Griffin isn't here at the moment. He's camping. Hopefully, he's attacked by a sea bear. All ventures in just in time to count. Okay. Um. So I invited my friend Dario here to uh, replace Griffin temporarily for now. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I got some news for you, and you know, since you're new here, I'm going to explain how this works. I tell you news, you give your opinions on it, and we just ride that wave until it's 40 for 45 minutes until the podcast episode ends so we say that again so we i am not hearing like the last word you're saying i'm using my phone instead of Griffin, so it's making it weirder yes like i might be having some issues with my microphone apologies take your time I am not. I'm also not filming this in my normal location because it's just weird to film down there without Griffin. So, and is that better now? Oh yeah, it's a lot better. I can hear what you're saying. <laughs> oh. As I was saying, essentially we're vibing. Yeah, we're vibing for 45 minutes. And, you know, I vibe with that. Yeah, you can vibe with that. Anyway, so starting out with the news. Um, there's going to be a live-action Yu Yu Hakusho on Netflix. Yu Yu Hakusho is one of my favorite animes. And, you know, Netflix adaptations, they're always great. Always. Never bad. Never ever. Death Note, eh, that was never put on Netflix. No, don't, don't, we don't speak of it. Not gonna lie. There is one anime adaptation that I would say was actually well done. Castlevania. I mean, not anime adaptation, I mean live-action adaptation of an anime. Oh, live-action, yeah. The Bleach adaptation. They made a live-action Bleach? Yes, it covers uh, up until the start of the Soul Society arc. And it's actually pretty well done. Okay, I'm probably gonna have to check that out. Because I remember watching, like, the Full Metal Alchemist live-action remake, and that was pretty good. That is one adaptation I will mother bloody defend. Say that again, <laughs> my alarm went I said it is one adaptation I will mother bloody defend. I don't blame you. Um, Final Fantasy is apparently going to. There, there's rumors that Final Fantasy is going to do like Dark Souls style game. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Demon Slayer season two was announced. I'd have to watch the first season. Yeah. The first season is good. I mean, some of the characters, they just have, like, one personality and it kind of gets annoying after a while. Besides that, it's good. I, I won't say it's bad. Um, Saints Row 3 Remastered. <coughs> come, out. come out. That's gonna be cool. Um, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, which is essentially a battle royale where they escape a deadly maze. 
that movie was announced. It's a nice twist. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Now you probably know more about this than me, but um, I heard stuff about Unreal Engine Five. Do you know anything about that? Not as much as I wish, but I do know that they currently release a preview build oh, on the uh, Epic Play Store. Well, on the uh, Epic Launcher. Neat. And from what I've seen, it it renders high quality models very well, but I'll have to experiment with that. Yeah, please, myself. Yeah, please do and tell me how that goes, because I, I'm not any type of techno wizard at all. Oh yeah. Great, you know this for a fact. You, you, you've seen me try to use Discord. <laughs> we all got our strengths, buddy. Yours yeah. is storytelling. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Um. One thing I know about Unreal Engine Four is that a lot of the stuff that you can do in Fortnite is was is pretty much just like test demos for the Unreal Engine. So I'm wondering if they're going to make like a Fortnite 2 for Unreal Engine 5, or are they just going to get rid of Fortnite altogether? The way they've set it up is that, well, usually all the Unreal Engine 4 versions Mm -hmm. that we release, the way the version name, the version number was written, Mm implies that Unreal Engine 5 will is an update is a straight up update of Unreal Engine 4 oh, okay. so we that. so we might be able to literally just press the update button okay and carry over our our files alrighty Biomutant came out and I heard a lot of people were excited about that game I've only seen clips of it I'm like eh, it doesn't look too impressive but I I've watched a review of it uh, on the escapist really how was it what did they say uh essentially uh it's kind of a breath of the wild style game mm-hmm. but since it's a double a team instead of a triple a team mm-hmm. and made the game the the quality is not quite there uh like however in a way Except Cyberpunk was made by a triple A team. Yeah. Hey. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Darius can speak French. Darius. Oh, wait. Darius can speak French. He's Canadian. Canadians speak French. Hey, French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So, for all those listening who are like, why is he speaking different language? That's why. Don't worry. I'm not from Venus or anything. I'm still from Earth. <laughs> You. Can I yeah. real? Yes. Okay. What do you think you guys are hunting with geese every summer? I just hope they came out of hell. There's government surveillance drones. What are you talking about? Have you ever seen a bunch of birds in winter? They go, they just recharge in the winter. Mm. Um, next on our news, and I would love to make this into a podcast episode. Me and Griffin like to joke about this. Mm-hmm. Griffin is not here at the moment, so we will... Unfortunately. Yeah. 
uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of Kirby and Super Smash Bros., he's considering early retirement by the end of the year. And I'm like, good for him. He bloody needs a rest. Yeah, yeah, no, this man's been working hard. He was supposed to stop after Melee, but uh, they, they just kept going and going and going. That poor man is killing himself at work. Oh, yeah, no, he is. You know, the Japanese culture kind of allows that to happen. I feel bad for me. Like, I respect this man dearly. And then part of me feels like, uh, would be upset if he's like, stops do- helping with like video games. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, earn his rest. Yeah. Um, the creator of the Hungry Hungry Caterpillar has passed away. Huh. Yeah. He was 91. Damn. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I thought that story was way older. I didn't really put much thought into it, but that's just me. <laughs> um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 was announced. I don't do a lot about Monster Hunters, so I'm assuming that's really cool. And it's not a DLC thing. I mean, I've played Monster Hunter World. Yeah. And I'm looking into getting Rise, but... I'm weirdly uninformed about Monster Hunter Story. It's more of a monster capture game. Yeah. yeah kind of like Pokemon, of- Yo-Kai Watch, and Digimon. Yeah. I played a bit of like Monster Hunter World, but like I just wasn't really into it. Mm-hmm. Granted, I only played it for like two hours, so I don't know if that would be a proper investment. I was playing at a friend's house. I'm like, okay, mm. this is all right. I don't know. It wasn't entirely for me, even though it's in my genre of expertise. Yeah. Um, Sonic Colors Rise of Wisp, which is essentially a remake of Sonic Colors, is coming out on the Switch. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty damn good. And they're making a two-part, like, animated series with, like, Metal Sonic and all that, uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate. <laughs> kind of excited for that, not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that, too. Sonic Colors is probably one of my favorite Sonic games, next to Sonic 06 and Sonic of the Black Knight. Oh, shit, I'm talking to a unicorn. You like those six? I have a lot of like childhood memories of the game, so I, I go. So I, I just have a certain fondness for it. Besides, the music in it is probably my favorite out of the Sonic games. Maybe maybe Sonic Heroes has a better soundtrack, but I like Sonic 06 the best. Let's be honest, Sonic music tends to slap. Yeah, usually it, sometimes it's hit or miss, but for the most part, it works. Any Sonic works. In Sonic games slaps easily. Actually, Shadow the Hedgehog has, probably has the best soundtrack, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I know, right? It's not because I have a bias for metal music. I do. I have a bias for metal music. I do too, but I was trying to deny that. Um, This is a game that Griffin has more thoughts of than me. But um, Dead by Daylight 2 Stay Human was announced. I don't know. I, I heard Stay Human and, oh gods, I, a whole nother f- game popped into my head. Oh, what game? Too Human. i never heard of it. You are blessed. Okay. I understand. 
<laughs> um, Far Cry 6 was announced, and I just was actually looking before we started this episode. Apparently, you can get a pet gator with, like, a t-shirt on him. Seems like Gubby or something. But I'm like, this alligator looks kind of wholesome and terrifying. Does he look like Vic, the alligator? You mean Vector? No. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. No, he just looks like a normal alligator. He just like has like a t-shirt on. Huh. Um, World's End Club was on the book. If I remember right, that was a video game. That was uh, which game? Uh, World Ends Club. It's pretty much like a bunch of like high school girls who are surviving the apocalypse. I, my memory might be swirling with me, but I thought for sure that was a Doug and Rumpa style game. The way I saw it looks kind of like a weird, like side-scrolling, like RPG. Kind of like what you see with like most app games. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and yeah. Side-scroller. Not all girls, though. Oh, it isn't? Nope. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Reminds me... It kind of reminds me of School Live. Have you ever seen that anime? Um... Nope. Nothing ring a bell. Okay, uh... I don't know if I should spoil the premise for you. But pretty much... Uh... I mean, worry less about spoiling me and more, the more about spoiling the audience. Eh, okay, I'm gonna give a spoiler warning here. Um, so if you don't want to hear anything about an anime involving high school girls, then stop listening. But if you don't really give a crap, go on. But pretty much in school life, it's a zombie apocalypse. And it um, takes place at a high school. And the main character is a uh, schizophrenic because she can't deal with the reality that zombies are attacking. So, for her, it just looks like a normal school day. While the rest of the cast is like, yeah, no, she's crazy. Um, there's zombies around. We're all gonna die. You suddenly made me remember High School of the Dead. Oh boy, that was a thing. Oh yeah. I, you know, they keep saying they're gonna do season two, but like, and released a special. They just survived on an island and got high. You know, it's probably. Oh yeah, I I see that special was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's a is it actually a really good plan? Because like, there's no people on just islands usually, unless you're like talk about like big ones, like ones in Hawaii, and like. Oh, definitely. There's a bunch of islands, really, but um, like. You know, if you go on deserted island, there's no there's no zombies you have to worry about. Yeah. Usually. But if zombies don't need to breathe, maybe they'll find their way there. Mm. Maybe, but like very unlikely, honestly. Yeah, very unlikely. Yeah. Um the five year anniversary of the death of Harambe, you know. Because of him, it's like a weird Archduke Ferdinand butterfly effect. The world would have been as crazy if it wasn't for the death of Rambe, and I'm only half serious. I call bullshit on the idea entirely. Well, you see, you know, certain events can lead to other events, 
which can lead to other things. You know, basic butterfly effect. The butterfly flapping its wings can lead to a tornado. The death of Archer Ferdinand can lead to World War One. The threat, death of a gorilla. Uh, death of a gorilla can lead to COVID somehow. You know, it's not. It's not the craziest thing. COVID got around because humanity is uh, is surprisingly dumber than the odds can plan for. I would say unpredictable, but yes, it was a good word. Um, but like <clears throat> my thought process, like death of Romney led to the increase in memes, which helped President Trump get elected. <laughs> Which led to a lot of people that like for one reason or another being very stubborn. And so when COVID happened, a lot of people didn't listen to what he had to say because no one liked him as president because a lot of people only selected him because of the memes or some other things. But, you know, that's them. I ain't going, I mean, like his actual character as a person. Yeah, you know, you know, I ain't judging anyone. You know, you're allowed to have your own political opinions. That's not the point here. But, you know, if all that's said and done, you can argue that the reason a lot of people went outside when COVID started happening, making it worse, was inadvertently because of the death of that gorilla. Now, logically, no, but like if you were to go like a, with like a domino effect, kinda. I sound like a nutcase, do I? You sound like you're a rigid. You sound like you're repeating the words of a maniac. No, no, no. These are my own words. But yeah, no, the last piece of news I have is that um, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is going to have its final update uh, tomorrow, I believe. So that's going to be fun. A lot of people are going to die, probably. Honestly, probably. Mm. Um... But I know you're not a big Kingdom Hearts fan, but um, in Kingdom Hearts, there's this MMO going on, which kind of goes over like the backstory and like kind mm-hmm. of world building. Isn't it a mobile game too? Yeah, it's a mobile game. It's a mobile MMO. I think I made an account for that game a while back. I, I did at one point. That I did when it first came out in like America, but then I like dropped it soon after. Um, but anyway, uh, so we've had kind of how the story's going. It's like, oh, everything's going to die. And that's like, oh, that's fun. Ain't morbid at all. But hey, we'll see when the game, when the update comes out. <clears throat> but there is one thing I wanted to talk to you specifically, Darius, and this is probably going to be the, uh, topic of the episode for the next 26 minutes. Oh? I ever heard of a little D&D module called... Well, not really D&D module. Called Mutants and Masterminds. Oh! The Phantom Pain is coming back. Yeah. We can talk about this or we can talk about Sonic because you seemed really interested in talking about Sonic earlier. I'm not sure. <coughs> <coughs> oh. Ah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Not COVID. I do not have COVID. I can confirm that to you. It's a cold. Yeah. Which is just a bloody cold. 
which has symptoms similar to COVID. Yes, but no. Anyway, uh, so yeah, which one would you rather talk about, Sonic or Minions and Masterminds? Ah, eh, Minions and Mastermind. Why the hell not? Yeah. So I got this module set up. Like I bought this book called Minions and Masterminds, which is just superhero D and D essentially. Mm-hmm. And you know. I'm like thinking, oh, this isn't gonna be too hard to make. I mean, I've already done another D and D system that isn't normal D and D. They've gotten to the third edition. They they probably have a sensible looking handbook. They don't. It's like it's, it's organized, but like it's disorganized. Like it's like, oh, here's everything in one chapter. Okay, cool. It's not alphabetized, even though it kind of makes the appearance that it should be. And I'm like, okay, where is anything here? It's frustrating. And the powers I, are all alphabetized, but, but they have these random, like, one-off, like, context, context boxes. In be- literally cutting into the middle of the description of one power yeah. that is a specific way to flavor and use another power that's like 10 letters down yeah. hey you know the system doesn't look bad like like it allows for a lot of creativity you know that's something that's really good I'm not going to oh, say hell yeah yeah, I'm not going to say the system is entirely bad, because it, it does have its merits. Um, you know... But it definitely has its flaws. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it needs to... They need, whoever's in charge of that needs to organize the monster... I mean, not the monster manual, like, the, the handbook better. Oh, yeah. For a fact. Mm-hmm. And, um... And, like, other things about it are, like, weird, like, how it does, like, health and all that, which I'm like, okay, these are different, I don't know if they're good or bad yet, because I haven't had a chance to play the system, I plan to, eventually, but, um, like, this how it's set up, it's like, okay, this is really weird. Mm. You don't even have, like, uh, health points like you do in, like, other systems, like D&D and all that. Or DDA. Yeah, or any other system, Pathfinder, StarCraft, whether tabletop things are there, honestly, I don't know. Um, and say you just get like, oh, if you get hit four times, you're down. I'm like, okay. And the way it does it is like, okay, that kind of makes sense given like the setting. Like, okay, you can have certain things like improve your chances of not getting hit or like tanking, like hitting, like getting hit and not having it like count but like yeah. so it I mean given the setting like you know super people with like super strength super speed and all that it makes sense but mm-hmm. it's still really weird oh yeah definitely yeah everything is point by meaning that like you have to spend a certain amount of like points and everything and it's just like that's really weird yeah that that's always mind bender yeah and, you know you only have like certain amount of points you have to spend in like everything mm-hmm. which you know some people might not like organize that well 
Mm-hmm. But like so far with like the two people I have like try to make like sheets for for when I do do a Meet the Mastermind campaign, for the most part, it's not it's not hard to spread them out. But yeah. it'll definitely be a hassle. It's really time consuming. For example, I know this person. You might know him, Dario. His name is Dario, and he uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know anything about the system at the time. So you know, part of this is my is on me. But it took us like four hours to like make character sheets. Oh yeah. Hey, you know. It took us so long. Yeah, you know, not blaming you at all because like I still kind of don't understand how the system works. But for the most part, I mean, I dare assume we had an easier time making my character because I had because I had a concrete idea of how the character worked. Yeah, you know that helped a lot. But at the same time, we're figuring out, okay, this points goes here, this goes there. If I do this, I get more points. Yeah. So it's just very... And like I said, this book is very disorganized. Like, you can know where certain things are in a general idea. But, like, stuff cuts into other stuff. And that makes it just hard to find anything. It makes it, like, ten times harder to make, like, a character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's not really... That's not really fun, because I would like to make characters, but, like, just how it's set up, it's just pain. Oh, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Uh... Question. Answer? You know Mega Man Battle Network, right? I know the game, kinda. Have you ever played the the game or the GBA games? Let me pull it up because I think I might have once. I'm not a big Mega Man fan. I, I played the first one and I played another one, but I don't know. If it that's wasn't one. a side scroller like every other Mega Man game. It was an RPG. Okay, then I didn't play it. And the random encounters for the combat took the form of a grid. That you moved along in real time. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about now, yeah. There was a <sighs> funny skit on Nintendo about that game. It was like, oh, Mega Man Battle Network. Oh, this game's so fun. And, like, it talks, like, uh, this version of Mega Man is, like, talking to his friends, like, hey, guys. And then his friends and me start beating the crap out of him. He's like, why are you doing this? Because we love you. Because, you know, the joke is the game isn't that hard. <laughs> uh, so they're just pretty much misery. <laughs> Well, uh, I was doing some cleaning in uh, my uh, my Google Drives earlier today, mm-hmm. and you won't believe what I found. The million fireflies. <laughs> now, a fan-made uh, tabletop RPG system for Mega Man Battle Network. What? Nice. And it's. Oh, it's a pleasure to read through compared to Mutants and Masterminds. That's good. It's good. And they they explain a simple way of how to create the battle chip, which is like the special powers. Mm -hmm. And you can have you can you can have your entire character done in like an hour tops if you're indecisive. Yeah, that sounds refreshing. Uh, 
Well, there is there talk about me to do Master Rankings. Like I said, I haven't done a game of it yet. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, like I said, though, it is you can do a lot of things and make, make like your own superhero. You know, nothing's really there's no real limit to it besides like the point system. But even then, like there's ways to like kind of go around it a bit. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really creative in how it does that. So yeah. that's a good thing. I, I'm not going to knock it before I even play it and say, oh, it really sucks of this one thing. It, it has, seems to have its merits. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. As you pointed out earlier, just the freedom of what you can do with it. Oh yeah, no, that's great. Um, and it also gives like a helpful chart to like figure out, okay, you got this here. Here's like the mathematical equivalent of like how it would work if you need like a certain example like if you spend a lot of points in like your speed it'll give you like okay since you spent this amount of points here's how fast you can go and, and like that stuff's really helpful you're not having to pull it out of your ass so you know that's another good thing yeah and it has a great system to reward roleplay interactions and to reward players trying to interact with the setting yeah which, let's be honest, more tabletop RPGs should have, in my opinion. I mean, most games I know, like tabletop games I know, have a system like that. Like D&D has like inspiration, not bardic inspiration, but like normal inspiration. Yeah. That's something you don't have to use. Um, Pathfinder might have a system like that. I'm not familiar. Me neither. I'll be honest. I. I've never played Pathfinder before. I use, like, the monster manual sometimes for I'm doing a campaign, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And even then, I, uh, I, like, convert them to, like, normal D&D. And I, yeah. And I have a system for that, actually. Me and a friend were working on that. So we have a... So there is a set system we have to, like, convert it. Yeah. Um... The DDA, which is like the Digimon system I've been using, has a system for that. Mm-hmm. I believe StarCraft has one, too. StarCraft? StarCraft is something like that. There's a system where it's in space. It's not Spelljammers, even though I love Spelljammers. I wish Spelljammers would come back. <laughs> I just want to find... Space. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel you. Starcraft's a video game with the uh, hot, hot lady with the bone wings. Oh yeah. <laughs> what am I thinking of? I, I. I wish I knew. I. I know it exists. Starfinder? Yeah, Starfinder. Starbinder. Starfinder, yeah. Huh. It's pretty much Pathfinder Spelljammers. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Is Shadow on the system I'm thinking? Oh, there's, there's a fun system. Shadow One is essentially Cyberpunk tabletop. Mm hmm. I can't remember what the one system is, but there's one D&D system, well, not D&D system, a tabletop system that I love only because of how edgy it is. Literally, 
here's how you become stronger in that system. The edgier your backstory, the more powers you have. Oh, gods above. Oh my, oh my god, that is hilarious. Oh, lords. There's a Star Wars role-playing system. I don't think that has a system, like, inspiration. So I've played it a few times. And that would be hilarious. I don't think it does. That would be hilarious. Another thing is, like, a lot of these systems are based off, like, D&D, like, 3, 3, like, 3rd edition. And not, like, 5th edition. Huh? Like, that's an entire, like, skill gap you need to learn as well. Oof. Especially from you to the Mastermind's 3rd edition, which is like, oh, it's based off, like, 3rd edition D&D. I'm like, okay, okay, you're at 3rd edition here. The other two are based on 3rd edition. Could maybe this be based on 5th edition make my life, like, a bit easier? No? Mm-hmm. Also, you can find a PDF for like use the mastermind system. And it'll uh-huh. translate some of that stuff for you. Like for like the character sheet. So that's another good thing. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's always nice. Yeah, no, that's a that's another good thing about it. I look into that. A lot uh, of science fiction tabletop I'm looking at. There's a Star Trek one. There's Nomenera. Which is Italian, I think. Hmm. Let's see, I'm looking at the computer, by the way, for those who are like wondering, where are you coming from? Oh, Call of Cthulhu, that's a fun one. There, There is no inspiration system. They're, they're showing oh, lords. <laughs> yep, no. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, there's no inspiration system in that one because it's meant to be a horror game and meant to be hopeless. So having an instant way to succeed kind of undermines the point of it. Oh, definitely. So, that one... There isn't an inspiration system, but that makes sense. Yeah. So, what are some other tabletops you find interesting? Other tabletop systems I find interesting? Mm-hmm. Well, there is the cyberpunk one. Oh yeah, you do know a bit about that, because I don't. What are your thoughts on it? It's pretty cool. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a big fan of the of CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk game that they, that they made. Straight up, it's the Baldur's Gate for the Cyberpunk system. Baldur's Gate is the D&D system. It's the, like the D&D view game, right? Yeah, the video game that's actually that actually uses the rules of uh, of the of D and D for its gameplay. Alrighty. Right now, the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is our closest to a Baldur's Gate for the Cyberpunk system. That's nice. Yeah. Let me grab the. Uh, the actual name of of the system because I know there's also like Cyberpunk Red that they released for it um I'm just seeing Cyberpunk on Google yeah that might give you trouble because Cyberpunk is also the name of the genre yeah there's also Cyberpunk 2020 and Cyberpunk Red 
Yeah, those are the two. Yeah. Alright. So, do you have any, like, stories or experiences in that system you've used? Like, have you played with other people? What are some funny situations? Honestly, I've yet to have gotten a chance to play uh, the Cyberpunk system. Ah, darn. Yeah, not many of my friends are interested in trying new systems. And especially not one that they have to buy material for. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem with, like, doing, like, other systems. Like, like you have to learn entirely new skills, like, new mechanics. And that can be very frustrating, so... Yeah. I agree, that type of stuff is not for everyone. But one that I have played before is the Mega Man Battle Network uh, tabletop e. top RPG system. Yeah. Uh, it's an unofficial one, and I, se- I sent you uh, the... P- uh, the PDF rulebook for it if you want to flip for it later. Yeah, I flip for it later. Um, uh, I've played it and oh god, is it fun! Oh, do tell. Uh, I found it, it, it. I don't even know how I found it anymore, but it was a random stroke of luck. Mm-hmm. I found a Discord server for it. Yeah. Which is made by the people who made the the system. They spent a day explaining to me how the system... Like, uh, in one day, they explained the rules. I made a character. I made three OCs for other players who weren't sure what NetNavi... Uh, NetNavi is basically the robot masters okay but in the battle networks universe because the big the boss is in big battle yeah but in the battle network universe since the all the robot masters are actually personal ais to humans (laughs) and they made this entire sport this entire international sport out of fighting with those avatars and they've replaced and they've also replaced antiviruses in, in that world. Huh. Neat. So instead of having like Norton or Avast, you got a virus on your computer, you grab your PDA system. That's they did have smartphone back in back when that uh, continuity was made. It was PDAs, the big thing at the time for tech, for portable tech. So you plugged in your PDA to your computer, and then your robot master, or NetNavi in this world, would or jump the- into your computer and destroy the viruses for you. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um... So I made three of those. So yeah, in one day, learned the rule, made a few, made a few characters, made, made one for myself, and I played a game. Yeah. And I remember um, because this is because the system I've mainly been using that isn't normal D and D is DDA, which is for Digimon and Digimon Digital Adventure. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard of it, Darius. Not you know maybe. Oh, <laughs> I, I know about it. Yeah, um, and it's the reason I say one of your strengths is as a storyteller. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, that's shit. 
Yeah. He's play, he's done a game with it, and he follows the rules more than I do. I'm like, okay, okay, I know the rules, kinda. Let's well, just, you know, it's, it makes sense. Everything's functioning. Yeah. I'll just, you know, let's go with that. <coughs> yeah. And, um, so, <laughs> with that system, it's a lot it's similar to D&D, but except... You know, different dices and does its own thing like any other tabletop system does, and it's fun. Yeah, it's a levelless system. There's no levels in DDA. Well, I mean, there's different like levels of Digimon, so there is levels. Yeah, but what I mean is like there, you you don't have like oh a level one character and a level five character, yeah, it's based more- a level twenty character. Based more on like experience, like storytelling, and kind of like what the anime does for Digimon, like this character development. Yeah, and that's... the the Sage Digimon can get to, and when they're able to get to get to that level, it's decided by the DM. Yeah, I know that's also uh, explain for the audience, not to you, since yeah, you're our DM. Yeah. You know, for that system, so yeah. it would be dumb to be explaining it to you when you've the one who explained it to us. Well, well, you know, we're also explaining it to the audience. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's based on like character development and all that. So you know, it really rewards role playing. You know. Yeah, that, that's the kind of system I love. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of things about like with different tabletops besides like D and D. Like they have their own strengths and weaknesses, and it kind of just depends on what you want to. Do, like have for like a system yeah you know because some people like oh we like all action well, well what's we that? have D&D it's the easiest one for all action all the time he's like oh what's that being simple D&D is simplest kinda it's not really it's a gateway drug let's be honest it's, it's the gateway drug of the tabletop RPGs yeah and it's like it's like a Okay, I don't want to. Don't do drugs, kids. But it's like, uh, it's like weed in a way. Like most people are discontent just doing just D and D. Then some people have a have a bunch of issues inside. You know what? This ain't enough. Let's use other systems. I think more like alcohol than than weed. Yeah, yeah. D and D is like a beer, a beer or a glass of wine. Yeah, it's simple, it's popular. Yeah, and, that's, that's oh, anyone can enjoy it. But then if you want something a little different, you can great you can get a gin, you can get a, a glass of rum, mm-hmm. you can get yourself a little a little cocktail. So if you're feeling fancy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ain't a- and uh, you know, others. If you want a headache, you play Call of Cthulhu, or you, or you grab a glass, of, a gin mixed with rum. <laughs> if you want something more horrifying, Call of Cthulhu. If you want something based on like a TV show, and it's just based on a TV show. If you want something sci-fi, cyberpunk, or in space, yeah, uh, Starfinder, or just harder D and D, Pathfinder, <laughs> or third edition D and D. Yeah, that too. Or just, you know, want to be a superhero. Use a mastermind. So, you know, that's... You know, these systems allow for a lot of creativity. So that's 
one of the beautiful things about tabletops. Or another option for a superhero style tabletop RPG, reflavoring the Mega Man Battle Network one. I, I imagine that's gonna be more work than it's rewarded. Reward, yeah. Actually, no. I've I've done it before. Look, look, I've and me as a master of my systems, I'm already in 2D, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, buddy. I'm not. I'm not trying to make you change your mind. I'm just saying. I've reflavored Mega Man Battle Network system for a Detective Comics tabletop RPG session with a few okay. friends. Nice. I can't remember if our friend Artemis was there or not, but it was with people in the same group chat as uh, me and her. Hmm. Her on Facebook. And yeah, it worked well. It was fun. Nice. Anyway, I think we're going to end the podcast here. Uh, thank you for thank you for having me again. You're welcome. You know it was nice to have you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. Listen next next week as we notify you weekly. Hey. Hey. hey.